Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, August the 4th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in the middle of year B, proper 14, which is the 11th Sunday after Pentecost, making our way through the passages that we find in the Revised Common Lectionary. And on Wednesdays, as you know, if you've listened here for a while, it's kind of an interesting, mysterious day where we take a look at some of the extra texts from the week, and we plug one in here on Wednesday. And there's a choice between a psalm or an Old Testament passage. So I'm going to take us to that Old Testament passage, 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 4 through 8. This is getting towards the end of the story of Elijah, and it's this is a critical piece of his life. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning and when our eyes. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. First Kings chapter 19 verses 4 through 8. Let me start in verse 3 since start, uh, verse 4 starts in the middle of a sentence. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up, ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled forty days and forty nights till he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. This is the word of God for us. Today in 1 Kings 19, we meet uh, Elijah, another hero of the faith, in the same place where we found David a couple of days ago in 2 Samuel chapter 18. We have these like wobbled leaders. Uh, they have, there's plagued by weakness. And Elijah's story is a peculiar one. I mean, he came out of the wilderness and he seems so, so you know, so sure of himself. I mean, he was a guy uh, that um, was boasting about God being with him. He has done miracles up to this point. And he receives uh, some confrontation from Queen Jezebel, who's married to King Ahab. And because of that, he's intimidated and he runs away. And he comes to the mountain of God in order to turn in his commission. And notice like he doesn't, it's not just I, I want to be done with being a prophet, but he knows that somehow like being a prophet is his life vocation. So he, he can't cease to be a prophet and remain to live. And so he's so discouraged. He doesn't find himself to be useful anymore. feels like he's failed God. And so he says, God, I don't even want to live in this world any longer because I've failed you. Notice the language that he used there. He's like, I'm no better than my ancestors. I'm no better than anyone who's tried to walk this path before me. And it's there that he receives the provision of God. I mean, imagine being in such great despair and weariness that you fall asleep and an angel wakes you up and there's like a plate of food there. Like that's kind of cool, right? And so it happens twice. And then he goes further to the Mount of Horeb and that's where God uh, meets him. And perhaps another week, another time, uh, whenever the Revised Common Lectionary will pick up this story, uh, we could pick up 
the remainder of it. Uh, but I think all of us have probably been there uh, where Elijah's been. And maybe it's, it's not in an area that we thought we'd be in. Uh, perhaps it was something that we're naturally good at. Uh, like we're good at leading meetings or we were good at uh, balancing budgets and watching over the finance, you know, finances of our company or the nonprofit that we're working for or we're volunteering in a role and we know that we are good at it. Or maybe we're like a worship leader at church and as we sing, like we just don't get into it. And yeah, sure, we get the job done, but like, there's just nothing going on inside, right? Or maybe it's just like the stuff that we do in the faith. Like we're, we used to love to pray and we would journal and we would sense God's nearness. And then all of a sudden, like for the past, I don't know, extended period of time, like the same fire isn't there. Like the same closeness and intimacy is not there. And so we like Elijah, we want to hand it in because we, we are in uncharted waters. And what a psychologist, psychologist would say is that the inner critic has somehow began to speak to us deep inside. And um, because of that, our rationality has been thrown out the window. And uh, we begin to think in like these zero-sum terms, they might say, which is like, if I can't have it the way it's always been, I don't want any part of it at all. And so we want to hand it in. You know, I guess what we could say and how we could be encouraged uh, from the story of Elijah is that God provides. God provides in his micro moments. He provides uh, the food at his head uh, to give him nourishment for the next journey ahead. And uh, what you'll find if you continue to read uh, the rest of this chapter is that here's Elijah. He gives like his uh, his speech to God about it all. And he is so convinced that if he has failed, then like the whole plan of God has failed. And what God unveils before him is that there's thousands of people that God has himself protected and he's kept in hiding in secret. Uh, so that if Elijah doesn't come through, that there's other possibilities. And he gives Elijah certain names of certain people uh, to appoint since his time and his commission was to being turned in. And so um, I just have to say this, brothers and in Christ, I don't know exactly what you're going through. You don't know exactly what I'm going through. And so it sounds trite. I know it sounds trite to hear somebody else say who doesn't have all the particulars of your situation that God's going to be there for you. Um, I don't know how God is going to provide for you or for me. Um, I don't know how that will take place. Um, I don't know if we'll be prepared for his provision. It might be a whisper through a friend, a coffee conversation. They say an offhanded line that's, that sustains us. It might be a line of a song. It might be a surprising email from someone we haven't heard from in years. Um, it might be a particular sermon that our pastor preaches and we just say, he was speaking, she was speaking right to me, right? Like, I don't know how it is, but I'm going to pray that God would show up in a certain way like he did for Elijah and this when he was being wobbled in a weakness. And uh, I pray that God would be there for you and for me as well. So let's spend some time praying along that theme this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're generous and you're kind, and I thank you that your provision sometimes is so mysterious, and it's not what we expect, but we have, what we have known and what others have known, what others have said about you from the very beginning is that you are a good God who provides. And so God, uh, we know that that takes uh, focus and attentiveness on our part, and so God, um, I pray that if there's any of us who are wobbled with weakness, like Elijah was, and like David was, in the passage that we had just a couple days ago, I pray that we wouldn't lose heart, um, and not for your sake, because you don't need our faithfulness for your own reputation. You have your own reputation. You do what you want, and the thing that we've seen you do time and time again 
is that you lift up your people, that you lift up our heads. And so God, for any of my friends this morning who might be just buffeted with discouragement, who are encumbered uh, by hard and difficult situations, I pray that you'd be the faithful God, that you'd provide, that you would lift them up, and I pray that we would praise you because of it. So God be with us in the day ahead, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.